What's up, guys? It is your girl, Sarah from Sarah Styles here, coming to you. I look little. <laughs> coming to you live for Monday Accountability. Thank you guys so much for joining here. Um, I had a couple of people that were going to join today, and it looks like something else has come up. So this call is open to anybody who would like to join. It uh, Send me a DM. Leave a comment. You can still join right now. Let's talk about our weekly successes and next week's goals. Um, if no one wants to join, I'll just tell you about my chat or about my goals and what's been going on this week for me as well. So am I live? Are we good? I had a little bit of issues a couple days ago. So let me make sure um, we're good. If you guys want to drop a comment down below. So what's up, guys? Um, we're, the world right now is a little bit chaotic. It almost kind of feels like it was um, when COVID first hit and we were kind of while, you know, things were happening. Um, a lot is going on in the world. My sales, I'm telling you this, so Take it back to reselling. Uh, my sales this weekend were the worst that they've been in quite a few months. Um, and so I'm like, well, what is going on? And something that I always do is check my data. Um, I posted on my Instagram stories today some of the things in my dashboard that I look at to kind of gauge how I'm doing, if I should be concerned with having lesser sales. Um, and I can show you now. Let's look at it. I'll show you guys right now too what I look at. So I had five sales this weekend. In the past, I have been having... Um, Thanks guys. Um, in the past I had been having like five to 10 sales a day. Can you guys see that? Okay. Let me see. Hold on. Let me get this. I wasn't set up to do this. So hold on. Oh yes. Right. I cannot see you guys if I look at that. So I'll show you really quickly. So normally I've had, let me get away from this. I'll tell you and then I'll show you. So in the past weekends, um, the past few months, I've had what's up, lovely Lotus. What is up, Grumpy Thrifters, Forever Wander, Jacob, Michael, Terry. Thank you guys so much for joining. You guys usually show up every week. You are all welcome to join me on the video if you ever want to come on the video and chat as well. Um, no pressure. I know that's not for any for everybody, but you guys are all definitely welcome there as well leave notes. How was your week? Um, lovely Lotus is saying I had five. I thought maybe the transition to manage payments since that's all new for me. I don't know. Are you so lovely Lotus? Are you actually on manage payment? I signed up for that as well. Um, and it told me like I'm in the process. And then it kept telling me that I had some things I needed to update. So I haven't fully been put on manage payments, but I didn't know if it actually started for some people yet what the situation was with that. So lovely Lotus, if you can tell us a little bit more about that. So I think there is a couple things. So back to my story, I kind of got sidetracked. So I had five sales past weekends for the past few months since I wrapped up my eBay and consistently listing 10 items a day. I was doing between 10 and 20 sales on a weekend, that being half of Saturday in through Sunday because I do ship out on Saturday morning. Uh, the, the postal carrier usually picks up around noon. So it's half a day Saturday and into Sunday this weekend. I don't think I had one sale. No, I had one sale at 8 p.m. on Poshmark after I did a bunch of closet clearouts, you know, leaving messages. If you guys don't follow Becky Parker on Poshmark, she has a strategy about how to get closet clearout sales. Um, so I did some of that and got one sale on Sunday. And then I... Um, had a couple on Saturday and then one or two Monday morning for when I shipped out on Monday. So it was definitely a slower weekend. A couple things that I look at to see, is it something that I'm doing? Did something change? Am I not 
managing everything okay or is it maybe something possibly different um so i'm going to show you really quickly in my data what i looked at and then i'll talk about maybe a couple of the things that i think it is so i share this on my stories on instagram if you don't follow me over there definitely follow me over there i've recently started doing less youtube content and kind of just putting more tips in my stories on instagram um it's very time consuming to do YouTube and the kids are home and I'm not sure what's going to happen with remote learning. So I've kind of scaled back on YouTube a little bit, but I'm definitely still sharing a lot of information, especially on how to look at your analytics over there. So this is the Sarah Styles sales and trends dashboard. You can purchase this. This has all of the platforms that I sell on in here. Um, so what I look at, this is updated. This goes through everything that I've shipped out today. I look at my gross revenue. I am still up $1,000 for the month, uh, year, month over month. So comparing 28 days to the previous 28 days, I'm still up $1,000. Um, so having a bad weekend while it sucked, like, okay, I'm still doing okay. And the other thing that I'm looking at too is my average sale price is up $6. The reason that I'm looking at this, and you can see it in the sell through rate, my sell through rate is delta um, zero. You know, it's it hasn't changed, which is kind of odd that it's exactly at delta. But my average, my item sold is exactly the same as I sold the previous time period. But the reason that I'm looking at my average sell price, it's gone up six dollars, which means that I'm selling higher price items. And in general, things that sell at a higher price take a little bit longer to sell. So it would make sense that last month, I was selling a lot of lower price items. So I was selling more of them. Um, so I'm still making more money. I can look at this and say, okay, I had a bad weekend, but let me like gut check myself and see if it really was a bad weekend or if it just wasn't as many packages. And I'm selling higher price items. I'm making more money. I'm just not selling as many of them because they're higher price items, but I'm making more money. Um, so that's what I wanted. That's something that kind of gut checked myself in that as well. Um, and so that's where I'll show you one more thing that I look at on eBay as well. I looked at, I'm trying to mess with some things on eBay. I am switching my free shipping to doing some paid shipping. I wanted to do it very slowly. Um, I didn't want... Oh, can you make the dashboard bigger? Sorry, I can't see the comments when I'm on here. Um, do you guys want me to show the dashboard again or do you think it was okay? I'm not sure. Duncan saying, I'm not sure watch to watch you on YouTube right now. Any ideas, Sarah? I'm not sure what your question is, Duncan. Um, the, the grumpy thrifters are saying, my sales have been awesome on eBay. However, getting them to pay is an issue. So annoying. That's totally an issue. Um, oh, the grumpy thrifters, great news. So the grumpy thrifters are saying, manage payments starts tomorrow. So that is something um, I looked at my data and I was like, okay, I'm still doing okay, right? Like I'm used to having more quantity sales, but I'm still making decent money. I'm still up for my previous month. I'm trending up. Everything's okay. So then I started to think about what could be different, right? Like what, is there anything that I can change from what's different? And one for sure is the managed payments. I talked about that with Chris at the beginning of the month, Chris from Daily Refinement. Um, that's going to throw a kink in things. Anytime there's a big system change, you're going to see a reflection in your sales. People are going to start freaking out. Um, it always puts a kink in the back end of a system. So I thought that for sure. 
But then if you look at what's happening in the world right now, um, I'm not going to get too political with things by any means, but it does impact our business. And a couple of things that are happening, um, employment, the self, and I don't know too much of this. I've just read a little bit here and there. I'm going to look into it a little bit more. Um, and if you guys know for sure, share it with me. But the employment, so there was extra unemployment, I think that was sent out um, with COVID and that's ending. And it's like the last day to, something's going on with the unemployment. Um, so people are going to be a little bit more secure and watch their money but then also at least in Colorado for sure and I've seen it in many other states trying to figure out what to do with schools is a very hot topic right now and I think it has a lot of people uneasy as well as the increase in cases um so it's kind of almost feeling like at least to me like the beginning of COVID, there was a lot of unsettledness. We don't know what's going on, what's going to happen. The cases are going back up. Now you're seeing a lot of political turmoil, um, especially with, you know, it's an election year and then you have all this going into it. There's an election coming up, a lot of back and forth between the politics. So that completely makes sense. There's not a lot that you can do for that. However, pre-COVID, I made sure to introduce lower average sale price items because people were spending just at a slower rate. So I'm going to try and look at my model again um, and see what kind of inventory I am putting into Poshmark and eBay and figure out um, if maybe putting some lower price items in there would help. So let me check in with you guys. What's up, Liz? Thanks for joining. Liz was on last week. Lots of great insight Liz always has to share. Lovely Lotus is saying, I just signed up and they asked for more info, which I provided. Then they said my application was accepted. So I don't know if they'll let me know when it's active or when it switches over. That's interesting. I signed up and it kept saying that they couldn't verify something. Um, and I realized I had my wrong birthday in there. Huh. <laughs> Apparently I don't know my birthday. Um, so I switched that or I, and so hopefully it'll go, um, okay. And it'll all switch over tomorrow. I'm kind of excited for managed payments. Is it just me? Um, is anybody else? I hate dealing with PayPal. I spend so much money and my husband can account for this for sure. Um, cause he helps balance things out, you know, do the finances on the back end. I, we spend so much time trying to reconcile PayPal. Um, so it'll be kind of nice to just have to deal with eBay as long as I'm understanding it right. Let me know if uh, I'm not fully understanding managed payments right. Um, What's up, Lori? Thanks for joining, Lori. So if you guys don't follow Lori, she has a wonderful Lori Boston found um, on YouTube. Lots of really good content. She just has, she's very calming. Um, she says her kids don't agree, but whenever I watch her channel, it's very calming um, and very great content over there on her channel. Um, I'm gonna try and have her on here one day, Lori. <laughs> Um, come on one of these and talk with me. So what's up with your guys' sales? Um, what are you noticing? Are you noticing? I've seen on Instagram too, people are like, oh, I had a really good day or a really good weekend. Um, not so much here. So let me know what's happening with you guys. I heard many sellers complain that when managed payments started, their sales tanked. Yes. Um, and that makes complete sense. And that's why I'm trying not to get into panic mode because anytime something new happens in a system, that's going to happen. Um, and I talked with Chris a little bit about this as well. And I'm just going to hang on tight and not stress out, not freak out. And instead of, you know, doing sales and trying to get sales and losing some of that inventory at a lower price, just keep business as usual and hope that the steam picks back up. Um, Jacob says, I'm indifferent and just adapting as needed. Agreed. That's really all that you can do. Um, Liz is saying, I've been hearing people are getting put on hold. And does anyone know if you have to actually sign up or they are forcing you into it at some point and waiting is fine? 
Um, I think you, I don't know. So they started managed payments. Duncan, you could probably speak to this a little bit longer, better. They started managed payments quite a while ago for like big resellers to kind of slowly get them. I think even like towards the end of last year, right? Um, to get them going, right? And get the bigger sellers on there. But I think this month is like the rollout for everybody. And so I think you do... I don't know. I think you do have to sign up. I don't know what happens if you don't sign up. Liz, it's really easy. I mean, you went in and filled out your information as long as you know your actual birth date, <laughs> which clearly I did not. Um, it's really not that difficult. Duncan says you still deal with PayPal if buyer pays with PayPal, but the money is sent and manage payments. So no more instant payments, but assume the customer info is still in PayPal. Oh, so ugh, such a that's such a pain. I'm so over PayPal. I wish it just always my bank account and it was so much easier to deal with. Um, Lauren's saying, I actually tried to sign up and it wouldn't let me. I wonder why that is. Maybe it's your store size. If they're doing it um, by store size, like starting at, yeah, I don't know why that is. Maybe Duncan knows. Um, Duncan is knows his stuff on eBay. I have tried to get him to come on a show and he is a little bit too shy for the video. But Duncan, if you have any questions um, or if you can answer, if you know the answer to that, um, let me know. Forever Wonder is saying my sales weren't great this weekend either. Yeah, I think there's just a lot going on. And I'm going to be honest. And um, that's something I was going to talk about today, like what's going on, how's my week, what am I going to be doing? Last week, I kind of said I'm just going to be cruising, um, keeping momentum and business as usual, not really trying to do too much more. I am going to try and start looking into new uh, revenue or new inventory sources. So I'll talk about that in a minute. But I'm trying to just, co not coast, but like business as usual, and try not to take too much on. I'm taking a little bit of PayPal off or YouTube off as well. It is very time consuming. Um, and I love it. I love chatting with you guys and I love, you know, interviewing other people and sharing my knowledge with you and helping you with analytics. But it's I, I don't get paid for it like I get paid for reselling. Um, and it is very time consuming. And with everything that's happening, my kids just really need me right now. Um, and I need them, to be honest. I the stress over the school situation is definitely getting the best of me. Our school is definitely our school county is in the position of currently, we have a month until school starts. Um, they're opening up, but you can remote learn or you can in-person learn. Um, and I think every day, my husband can attest to this, we're constantly talking about it. Every day it's a flip-flop. Well, today I think we should do this. And then new information comes out or I think of something new and it, so it's just getting um, to be very stressful. It's stressful for the kids not to know. Um, and then if we do end up remote learning, I'm now teaching three children. My oldest is autistic, ADHD. He's three or four levels, grade levels behind. Um, he does not remote learn. Uh, I mean, he attempts to. He he has a very good spirit and is very hardworking. It's just not a platform that is good for him. He's autistic. The communication um, via online platforms just is not good for him. And then I have a kindergartner that I'm going to have to remote learn as well. And she's f five, right? So she can't independently remote learn. She needs help even just on a computer navigating around a computer and getting set up. And then I also have a three-year-old who technically doesn't have to remote learn, but then just managing him while his brother and sister are working. Um, so I think I'm going to, I'm going to have to scale back a little bit and that's going to have to come out of YouTube. Um, I'm hoping to still do these weekly calls with you guys, but um, 
yeah, not as much YouTube, but that's been going well. I've actually felt today, um, I did my normal reseller activities that I did. I did film a couple of YouTubes this weekend and got those up and going, um, planned to go, you know, I, I have to edit them. It's a lot of work. Um, so those will be coming out in the next couple of weeks as well. Um, that's what's been going on for me. What's been going on with you guys? Let's see, Lovely Lotus. Uh, they said it was mandatory and your account could be put on hold if you don't sign up by July 15th. So I signed up. That's good to know, um, which July 15th has already passed. <laughs> so Liz, keep us posted what happens. Um, I want to show you how easy Quicken works, works, especially for your reconciling transaction. So Liz, we've talked a lot about this. Um, let me know you guys how you handle stuff. I got a business account. I'm slowly starting to get everything connected to the business account. And then once I do that, I'm hoping that I can just export the CSV from the business account and that'll just go into the spreadsheet. And because my spreadsheet, we were talking, right? And from what I can understand and let me know if I'm wrong, but you know, QuickBooks or Quicken, you have to go in and you set up rules and say, you say Goodwill is an expense or is inventory or an expense, right? Um, Poshmark would be revenue. So you have to go in and set all that up anyway. I have a spreadsheet that already does that. It already has all the rules created. I type in Poshmark and it already says that it's revenue, it's allocated, it goes to this nice, these nice pretty charts um, and it's all there. So I'm hoping once I get all of my stuff into the business account and it's not you know, in intertwined with our personal account that it'll just be an easier process. If not, then I will probably look into Quickens. Um, Jacob, Michael, I'm pleased with increased listing count. My annual store subscriptions expires next week. I get to downgrade a level and save money. That's a perk. Um, great point, Jacob. So if you hadn't heard, they did up, the, they have changed, eBay has changed the store, store subscriptions a little bit. Um, so I'm currently at the 250 store. I probably really need to be the next door up, but with the 50,000 50, free listings that they have, I haven't gone up to that next door yet because I am getting all those free listings. Um, so it'll now be 350 listings and I'll have to look and see if I need to go up a store, which I'm thinking I probably do. I'm listing about 70 items a week. So 70 times you know, four weeks is 280. Plus I do some sell similars. I'll have to figure it out um, and see if you guys have any suggestions um, what store level is worth it or not. Um, oh, and I already have 800. So those count as your listings too, right? So I think I do need to go up. Um, Duncan saying American sellers, some were sent into managed payment last year. Now all US sellers are being put in, but if in USA and sell on an international eBay site, Managed payment won't support those sellers. Hold on. American sellers, some were sent into managed payment last year on USA sellers. So what's the difference in international eBay? Because I ship internationally. Um, so I'm not sure what that is. Michelle is saying, same here, school has not decided fully what we are doing yet. Um, it's very stressful. <laughs> I, I know they're trying to figure out and trying to figure out what's best. Um, and I appreciate that they're giving us the choice, right? Like we get to choose, but then it's also very stressful <laughs> because then it's a lot of pressure on us. Um, there's a town hall for 
are so my littles go to a charter school so they still have to follow the the state rules the county rules but then they have a little bit of leeway um, in deciding how exactly they're going to do that so they have a town hall uh, this week and I actually actually have a friend who's on the board of the charter school I'm meeting with um, later this week talking with to kind of see how that goes um, my bigger concern honestly, is the high school. My son's going to be in high school. Um, and I mean, you're talking like 400 students in a passing period, like the logistics of trying to make that a safe COVID just seems implausible to me. I don't, I, I have to follow to see how they're going to make that happen. Cause I really just, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Sarah, I'm laughing at Duncan, not at you, Lori. I'm too handsome to be on a live on this show. Sorry, Sarah. Oh, we would love some handsome on this show, Duncan. Um, Sarah, I don't know how you do it with such little ones. Pretty amazing. Um, it's stressful. Definitely is. Um, they're pretty good. They're very self-sufficient. Um, and my five-year-old is learning how to run a business and she already has like a business model and her own little store. So I think it is helpful. Uh, but definitely during this time I have to cut back. Um, I definitely do. It's getting to be too much stress for all of us and they need a little bit more of me, right? We're all just emotionally exhausted. Um, they're realizing they know things are different um, and it's just very, I want to see my friends. I want to do that. You know, it's just very exhausting for every, all of us. Um, so please bear with me. I'm going to still try and do some YouTube. Um, eventually I'll be trying to increase that as well. So let's see. Oh, another exciting thing that happened um, for me this week was on Instagram. I hit 10,000 followers, which if y'all do Instagram, you know that is no small um, task either. It is a lot of hard work to get on Instagram. The nice thing about Instagram, so Instagram 10,000 followers is, I kind of equate it to YouTube's 1,000 followers where you kind of get like, you're kind of legit, right? Um, and you get opened up to like on YouTube, you get, you can get monetized um, and on Instagram, it allows you to have the swipe up feature, uh, other things, but the swipe up feature, which is super exciting because now I can just put my YouTube videos in my stories and I have to say, hey, go to my bio. Um, but then also people want you to do sponsorships because they can swipe, you can swipe up to their stuff um, and you seem to be kind of legit. So I've had three people reach out for sponsorships this week. Um, I'm probably not going to do them, but it's pretty exciting. Um, it kind of makes you feel validated in all of the work that I've done on Instagram. I don't want, and nothing against everyone has a different business model. Um, one of them is reseller related. So I might do that one. I need to look into it a little bit more with um, look into the business and two of them aren't reseller related. So I don't want to like put it on my wall and not be relevant to my content at all. Um, maybe in a story because one of them is like a health type thing, which I am into. Um, you know, we eat healthy and I work out and stuff. So if it's something that I personally believe in, I'll do it in a story, but maybe not on my feed. Um, do you guys do? Let me know. Lori, I know you're monetized. Have you ever done any sponsorships on your YouTube? Um, anybody else as well? What are your guys' thoughts on that? Um, yes, Liz, it's hard. You can't imagine it's hard, but you get through and you figure it out and we'll all just muddle through and figure it out. So lovely Lotus is saying, did they change the $60 thousand subscription? I didn't know they were changing. Um, they did. And I put the link in 
my stories a couple days ago. I'm pretty sure I saved it to a highlight, probably like in my reseller tips highlight. Um, I had the link. If not, shoot me a message, uh, Lovely Lotus, and I can send you the direct link if you can't find it in my reseller tips. Um, with clothing, Jacob saying with clothing, I'm just going to pay per listing when I pass 350 and reevaluate signing up for another year contract. When I get to that point, I can prove to be consistently increasing quantity. So I didn't know. See, this is what I had to learn. I didn't know. I should sit down and look at it. Um, I didn't know. So you can do like a year contract. Um, is that what I signed up for? <laughs> no idea. I signed up when I started eBay like uh, end of the year, probably November of last year. I have no idea what I'm doing. And I honestly haven't like checked my, most of it again. Um, I should probably sit down and figure all that out. If you live in the USA, you can list directly on eBay UK for some products, for example. If you do the do the currency is different, and that is why managed payment won't support sellers that do that. Okay, so I don't think I do that. I think I just do the international shipping program where you like ship it to Kentucky or something, and then it can ship. Um, I know, lovely. It is amazing. It's hard work to get that swipe up, but it is pretty glorious. So I just went to eBay Managed Payment and my options were to learn more or express interest. Interesting. Um, when I did it, or they kept bugging me and I just hit the link. Oh, and it says they will let me know if my account is a good fit. Interesting. Um, Lori is saying, I try to stay true to my brand for sure. And when it comes to partnerships, yes, a few sponsorships on YouTube. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at too. Like I will, um, I'm actually an affiliate for Rolo because I purchased, I purchased theirs without being an affiliate or anything. Um, and they didn't send it to me or anything, but I purchased it and I actually really like it. And I think it is helpful for resellers. So then I became an affiliate because I believe in the product and it is relevant to my audience and to my, that what I'm doing. Um, Liz is saying premium store is getting access to listing up to 50,000 fixed price listings in select categories and the other numbers stay the same. Um, oh yes, that's right. So some of them you in certain uh, categories, they were upping the listings as well. I do the categories that I mainly do weren't in there. So I didn't realize that. Um, all right. So what's up guys? I, I appreciate you guys being here. Um, I thought I was just going to be talking to myself for an hour. So I do appreciate you guys being here. Lots of good information. Do you like my Poshmark cup? Um, my husband actually won a girly girl styles. If you guys don't follow her, definitely follow her. Her and Bill are just the best. Um, so he, they were doing what were they doing? It was like a giveaway. I donated a dashboard, but then if you donated money towards a certain cause, then you got entered for a drawing. Um, and so my husband entered the drawing and he actually won, won it. Um, so it was a Poshmark credit and then Poshmark swag. And so I got the Poshmark credit and I actually bought a couple things to flip. Um, but then I forgot that he won the swag. And so like a month later, I got a package with, um, trying to see if I have it, like all kinds of stuff. Um, one of those little wine tumblers, this was in it, a Poshmark towel, a bunch of thank you cards. I mean, like everything Poshmark makes, I got, which I was super excited about because I don't, nothing against the people who purchase it, um, but I'm not personally going to purchase something to promote another company. Um, I'll do something for Sarah Styles. But not necessarily. So I was, but I'll take free, right? Like free, I'm a reseller. Free is my favorite price. Um, so I was super excited, but it took me 
I spent the afternoon talking to people and being like, did somebody, did anybody else win this? Was Poshmark having a con? Like I completely forgot that my husband had won it from girly girl styles. Um, and then I told him he was at work and he got home and I told him and he's like, oh yeah, I bet that's what I won. And I was like, oh, duh. <laughs> um, so I do like this cup and they have the little wine uh, one that goes like, that has a lid on it too. It's really nice. Although I always forget that I have it and I drink wine out of my kids' cups. My, my sister saw me doing that the other day. It's like a, a kid's Snoopy cup. Um, and I was drinking some wine out of it. Super classy right here, if y'all know. Super classy. All right, so let's chat a little bit. We're noticing sales are a little bit down. Possibly managed payment, maybe what's happening in the world. Um, what do you guys think that you're going to be doing, if anything, to combat this or just business as usual and hope things improve? Um, while you guys muddle over that, um, I'm going to talk about my goal for last week and how I did because this is accountability. So if you guys set a goal for last week, make sure to drop a note down below as well um, how it went. It's okay if we don't hit our goals, but that's what we're here for just to kind of keep each other accountable and make sure to touch base and talk with other resellers. Um, but so my goal last week was kind of saying business as usual. I'm trying not to take on too much, but I I am interested in, I've been talking with Chris a lot um, about this model. Like I thrift, um, that's how I source. And it gets to be exhausting um, because you have to, if I'm listing 70 items a week, that means I have to source 70 items a week. And when you're thrifting, that's not guaranteed that you're going to find 70 items a week. And on top of that, I normally only source twice a month. That's it. Twice a month I source, um, usually for about four hours a piece. So, and I'm supposed to come up with, you know, roughly 300 items. Pre-COVID, I probably could have been close to doing that. I'm in Colorado. Sourcing's pretty good here. I grew up here. I know the thrift stores. I know their sales days. I know what to look for. Um, so pre-COVID, I probably could have done that, especially if I added maybe one extra sourcing trip in. Post COVID, things are kind of rough. Um, the thrift stores are not have not been nearly as great because they're not able to put out as much inventory because they can't have as many people in the back, right? Like they used to be able to have say ten people back there, but now because they have to be six feet apart, they can only have half that amount of people. So their processing inventory isn't nearly as quickly, um, and they're also having to hold inventory for so long before they put it out on the floor as well. So sourcing hasn't been great. The other thing as well is the bins. I have yet to be go to the bins since this um, COVID happened, since they reopened, because you have to, they only allow so many people in at a time. And from everyone I've talked to, there's always a line. Time is money. I don't have, I, I get four hours. Um, I mean, I could take longer, but I'm trying to, you know, manage my time and still I could work all weekend if I wanted to. You know, my husband's a sufficient dad. He can take care of the children, but I like my family. I don't want to source all weekend. I like to cut it off. I go Saturday morning, cut it off at lunchtime, and then spend the rest of the weekend with the family. Um, and so if I'm waiting an hour at the bins, that's an hour I'm not getting, like I'm for sure not getting any inventory. Um, so I haven't gone to the bins as well. So I'm trying to find other ways to source and I've had a couple other ways to source and it is really nice to not be stressed out about, oh my God, I have nothing to list. I need to go find things. And then I feel like I just kind of buy stuff. Um, so a couple of the ways that I'm sourcing, let me know how you guys are doing, what you're sourcing. If places have over opened up, what are you guys doing? Um, I talk about this in my weekly what's sold and I will show you the 
data behind the different places that I'm sourcing and what's working. Um, some things that I've been trying, my brother-in-law is a reseller and he's kind of over the whole business aspect of it, but he's a really good sourcer. Um, so he is, we're doing like a consignment model there. He's just shopping and then we're doing a percentage split out there. Um, so that's something that's working. I don't know how long that'll last though. Um, and, and he's definitely, he does more like electronics, antiques, definitely not the stuff that I normally do, which has been kind of nice because I can, um, I'm learning new things, like things I would never pick up before I'm looking at now because I know how they sell. The other thing I've been working on, uh, there's a reseller that I know that lives um, close by to me and she does go to the bins and she would buy stuff and take it to, um, you know, like a clothing mentor or Buffalo Exchange or whatever and get paid out. So I said, hey, let me just buy it from you so that you're not having to go there and you help me um, and then I'll pay you out as well. You can just drop it off and not have to worry about dealing with them. So I've tried that. I haven't listed it yet. Um, you can see here's my, there it is. That whole rack um, is all the stuff that I've got from her. So I'm going to see how that sells. None of it is a high average sale price for sure, just by looking at it. Um, but I think so, I think it will sell just, you know, not that $30 average sale price that I'm at. But it will sell. And I think that'll help me right now during COVID as well, because, um, you know, you can see sales are down if I lower my average sale price and do a little bit more quantity and less uh, lower price items that maybe that can help increase my revenue as well. Um, this is where I was going with this. I'll get there eventually. So last week I was talking about like looking into like maybe liquidation or something. I did purchase a, I split a Macy's athletic reseller uh, palette thing with a friend of mine. It was actually a friend of ours um, buys pallets and she went back to her old job and she was like, I have all this whole pallet. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to list it if you guys want to buy it for me. So we bought it from her at cost and we split it. So then it helped me see like, is this something I think that I want to do? Um, and when I looked at it last week, I did share this in my what sold. Um, so on that note, Real quick, if you guys like content like this, make sure to hit that subscribe button, smash that like button as well. Um, you can also leave, I don't know, you can leave a super chat which highlights it. So if you have something you want me or other people to see as well, or you can just sponsor me if you like this content um, to help me make good content and be here. So um, now I don't remember what I was gonna say. Oh, doing this. So we split the lot and it helped me figure out. I do what sold Wednesday where I get more into the data about this type of stuff every Wednesday, 430 Mountain Standard, except for the first Wednesday of the month where I am chatting with Chris at 630. Um, but so far, when I looked at it last week, I listed, I only listed it for a month. It's only been listed for a month, give or take. Um, and I had sold, I've roughly sold about 25% of it um, and made my money back already. So now it, that 75% is going to be all profit, um, which I feel like is pretty good. Most of what sold already, though, was the Nike. Um, so that's going to go quicker. Now I have a little bit more of like ideology. Um, there's some North Face in there. 
Adidas, you know, stuff like that. I'm not the Nike, but I think it will still sell. It might just take a little bit longer to sell. So that let me get a good feel about how I liked the palette. And I liked having the inventory, not having to source it. Because it's new with tags, my lister really appreciates it too because it has the tag there, it has a model number. It's really easy to look up comps and to list it. So she appreciates that as well. Um, so on that note, I have another friend who just purchased a palette from um, Nordstrom's, I think she said it was, a shoe palette from Nordstrom's. So I'm going to head up to her house this weekend as long as she's gone through it all. Going through a palette is a lot. Um, that's the other thing that makes me a little hesitant is going through a palette that can take you a lot of time just to go through and organize and process and figure out what is sellable, what's not, and all of that. Um, so she's doing that this week, and I'm going to try and go up there this weekend. Um, and she said she would sell me 50 to 100 items to kind of get a feel of how that would go. Um, and then we've talked about in the future, maybe splitting palettes so that it's not as much upfront costs and or as much risk, right? If you buy a bad palette and you're splitting it, then it's not as much risk. It's also not as much reward if it's a good palette, um, but kind of helps us get our feet in the water. So that is um, where I'm sitting out with my goal for the week. I did do a little bit. I do have an EIN, which you need to get a reseller's license it's on my list of things to do i haven't done it yet because i am trying to scale back and not do as much i'm um, kind of just do the bare minimum things that need to be done you know my listings and my activity that i do every single day so let me check in with you guys um when i'm not talking with anyone else i have to do all the talking so now my throat's getting sore Yes, agreed. So number of reason why I started cross-listing to other platforms, didn't want all my eggs in one basket, especially since this is our main source of income. Um, I completely agree with that. I don't, I tried to do a bunch of different platforms and it was just too overwhelming and I couldn't do any of them well um, because I, I felt like I was spread too thin. But I do like the concept of having, you know, being a little bit of risk adverse, having your eggs in multiple plat in multiple your hands in different platforms because yes managed payments happening with ebay you have poshmark to kind of supplement that ebay had that big hiccup last year um and a lot of people were losing listings and it had that been your only source of income you know posh can kind of or whatever platform you choose can kind of supplement that as well lovely lotus one of your goals a couple months ago week weeks months ago now um was to cross list like a thousand items have you done it um, you were like cranking them out. So uh, Liz is saying too, I started cross-listing because the demographics are different on different platforms and I like the global shipping on eBay. Um, I agree too. And it is, let me know what you guys think. So it is, and I do notice like people prefer eBay over Poshmark. So like you're not gonna get, always get the same people. eBay definitely has a bigger audience period, but Poshmark has different kinds of shoppers. I found However, let me know. Let me know if you guys have noticed this. I have noticed, and I had two people this past week tell me this. Um, I have noticed that one item will get a like on Poshmark, and then within an hour, it will get a watcher on eBay. The exact same item, and it's. I started to notice it when it was like an item that I've had for like six months, right? Like not a new, highly traffic item, just some random thing. Um, and it'll get it on both. So then I'll eventually send out an offer for both and then they'll accept whichever offer is the better offer for them. 
Um, and I kind of noticed this happening, the same random item that I'd had for a while was starting to get watchers on both. Um, and I so I kind of started to think that's what was happening. They were trying to see where they could get the best deal. But I had two people this week. Um, I had sent an offer to eBay. It was an item. I had sent an offer on eBay. And then I went into Poshmark for the same item, not knowing it was the same person for the same item and said, hey, I think it was a closet clear out maybe. So I said, hey, I can drop this, blah, 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 blah. And she said, I've already bought it on eBay. Um, and then I went and looked at eBay and it had already been purchased. Um, and then there was one other person that told me the same thing. Hey, I've already bought it on eBay um, or it's a better price on eBay or whatever it was. Um, and then it was purchased. So I think buyers are getting smarter. Um, and I think definitely buyers are looking at the shipping price, right? Like the item that they bought on eBay that they told me that they purchased on eBay was something that was under a pound. And so I sent them an offer for the same price. However, on eBay, they only had to pay $3.99 for shipping because I did first class flat rate $3.99 shipping, where on Poshmark, they would have had to pay the $7.11 or whatever it is. So I do think you are starting to get a little bit of um, sellers that are going between the two and figuring out that shipping, right? And that's why I think on Poshmark, we can say, hey, you can bundle and get a killer shipping price if you bundle or if you buy like purses and um, purses, shoes, heavier items, you can get a killer price where eBay is going to cost you a little bit more. Have you guys noticed that? Um, Liz, I'm hearing more YouTubers refer to filler inventory, like lower price points to appeal to the lower dollar buyers. Definitely. Um, I definitely have picked that up during COVID um, to get sales going and just get things going. <clears throat> I used to be very into like, I would rather have $100 items sell than $10, $10 items sell. Um, and I still would prefer that for sure, but I don't think that's where people are at right now. Um, people are nervous for their job or they still are unemployed. Um, the other thing too, with this whole school thing, if kids aren't going back to school, then you don't get the whole surge of back to school shopping, right? Maybe it's more athleisure wear. Um, so there's that too. Lovely Lotus is saying, I slowed down a lot. I was also doing inventory and it was overwhelming. I wasn't listing new items and it showed. Now I'm focused on listing 100 a week and cross-listing inventory a few a day. Damn, you are a boss, girl. 100 inventory a week. Um, I agree. People know we are cross-listing, so they are going back and forth. Yeah, I definitely noticed that. And now I'm being a bit more cognizant in the offers that I'm selling, sending, um, because on Poshmark, I can... It's more than just sending out an offer. I'm trying to think of it from the buyer's perspective. What is more appealing from the buyer's perspective that I can still make more money on? And for some items, if it's under a pound on eBay, it's much more appealing um, because I can send a higher offer, right? But they still end up paying more on, in the long run because they're only paying $3.99 for shipping. So I can essentially pay $3.99. So $3 less. I could send an offer for $3 less and it would be the same amount of money in my pocket if the fees are the same. The fees are not the same. So then you have to look at the fees between the two and is it a promoted listing and um, all of that stuff as well. On that note, that is something else that I think I talked about this in my what sold video and I showed you how I looked at this data. But another really big success for me this week was um, my selling fees on eBay have come down significantly. 
they, when I started ramping up, I started the mentorship with Chris in May and it was basically like free shipping on everything, giving inventory away just to get the velocity going. Um, and my shipping fee or my seller fees. So that includes shipping and your selling fees, like your promoted listings and your eBay and your valuation and all their stuff was roughly 30%. So 10% more than Poshmark. However, this month I've really been working on putting some of the shipping into my uh, listings and my fees were down to, oh, I'd have to look. I think it was on my story. I don't know. I'd have to, they were under 20%. They were under Poshmark. I think they were closer to like 13%. Um, so that's the other thing too, is you can offer a bit more if you sell on both platforms, you can offer a bit more of a deal on eBay because they're paying less shipping. You're having less of a fee, so you can still get more money in your pocket to encourage a sale, right? Am I the only one who thinks that and a little cool about it? <laughs> um, but it's true, right? Like you can offer a better thing for the buyer, right? Save them $3 and also make more money because you're having to pay less of a fee. But you have to know your fees. eBay fees are not just 10% look at i can show you right now if you guys don't know let me find it first before i share this with you hold on oh there it is okay yes okay i want to make sure that i am sharing the right screen with you before i do it so well let's do that one is that better my husband asked if i can make it bigger so hopefully you guys can see this so this if you go into performance let me make sure I'm on the right place. I'm not. Oh, yeah, no, that's not right, though. I think this is it. Oh, but that's not what I wanted to show you. Okay, I'm not showing you because I can't figure it out. <laughs> live on the chat. Um, maybe for my what sold Wednesday, I'll look at it and show you guys. But my selling fees were definitely down for the month, um, which is exciting. I'm making more money. Goals for next week. What are you guys up to? What's happening? What are your goals? I think I wrote down. Yes. So I'm going to just try and keep business as usual, back off social media. Um, the Yes. So here's what Liz is saying. The shipping throws off the percentages though. So it really needs to be subtracted before figuring out your percentages and eBay keeps it all in there skewing the percentages. It's so weird. Agreed. So essentially what Liz is saying, if you have an item that you are selling for $10 and shipping costs $5, that is 50%. Your sellers, your shipping fee is 50%. If you have an item that is selling for $50 and you have $5 shipping on it, that is a smaller percentage. What is that, 5%? I'm so bad at quick math, um, right? 10%, yes, 10%, duh. Um, so it is 10%. So your percent um, is different depending on the price of your item. So it, it makes sense. However, most people have roughly, this is where like looking at your data long-term and just looking at your trends can help you. Um, looking at each individual item, yes, that's true. But on an overall arching month to month, if your percentage is going down 
one or two percent if you're having a percent change something is happening in your data to make that happen and then you can get into the nitty-gritty of what's going on but on a high level just looking at the percentages in that aspect can help you see what's going on right so it could mean your percentages are going down because you're selling higher price items, right? Which to me is fine. If I'm selling higher price items, I don't mind paying shipping. Even if it's $10, I don't mind paying shipping on a $100 item, um, right? So my percentage is still going down because I'm selling higher price items, but my higher price items are selling. So I don't mind that so much personally. Um, but that is where, to Liz's points, you have to really think about the data that you're looking at and where it's coming from and what they're telling you. Um, this is actually something that's come up a lot in what's going on right now. You have to be very mindful of these numbers, this data, these graphs that you're seeing in articles, on the news, wherever it is, mindful of what they're actually telling you. They don't usually tell you what that number, where it came from. Um, and as a math person, statistician, you can make the numbers look almost any way that you want to, um, especially if you don't disclose where they're coming from. If you are saying, you know, I've increased 100% because you went from one zero sales to one sale, yes, that is a true statement, but you're only selling one item right? Like, so it's a true statement, but like, not really very impressive when you say I sold one item, right? Um, so that's something to keep in mind in general with what's going on right now, for sure. I'm not going to go down that path. But then also with what's happening, to Liz's point, look at your data, look at what eBay is telling you, look at my dashboard, what, it, what are these numbers? What do they actually mean? And how do I use them? Um, <laughs> Duncan, my next week's goals is eating pizza and burgers. So my kids um, are all in charge each week. They have to find a recipe, make a list, buy, purchase it. I help them purchase it now because it's online um, and then cook a meal. My daughter picked dessert pizza. Uh, so we are, and she's five, so I'll help her. But she, we're making dessert pizza this week. It's going to be delicious. Lovely Lotus, her weekly goal is 100 new listings, 40 cross listings of inventory. Um, so my goal, I got off on a tangent about talking about data. Um, it is a very big pet peeve of mine. Um, and I think it's, it's very distrustful that, I mean, not everybody looks at numbers the way that I do. Most people don't. Um, and you're given a number and you just trust that it is true. And while it is true, it's always, it's put in a different light than it maybe should be. Um, so I'm not going to go down that path. I'm just going to say, be mindful of what you're reading and what you're looking at and understand what it means and what they're telling you. Um, for everything, not just COVID that's going on, just in general, um, for everything that's going on, look at what, where it's coming from and what is actually saying. My goals for the week are so i am going to continue to back off social media um i said that and then this last weekend <laughs> i did youtube videos um i shot a couple haul videos but those are a little bit easier um it was between a haul video and sourcing um and let me show you guys so pre-covid i had a rule of no death pile um it was a huge pet peeve of mine to have a death pile because i didn't want to become a hoarder 
right? I was like, this is a business. If I'm just shopping to let it sit and not selling it, then I'm a hoarder and not a reseller. So I need to resell it. So I wouldn't go shopping if I had any inventory. Well, then COVID happened and I couldn't go sourcing for two months and I had no inventory to list. So now I've kind of gone into this hoarding type mentality. Like what if they shut down again and I don't have any inventory? So this is my studio. Um, I have two racks and then that whole, can you see, where am I? That whole shelving unit back there is full. Um, and then a couple right here, you can see, that's for my brother-in-law. Um, I have all of that to list. Um, it's probably three to 400 items to list, um, which is the most that I've ever had at one time. But I'm also feeling like, what if they shut down and I have nothing new to list? So I'm going to try and crank some of that out. Even if I don't list it right away, I will have pictures taken of it and know that it's in the process of listing and not feel so much like a hoarder. And I just have a bunch of inventory as well. Not to mention if I go and get all those shoes, I'm going to have to have somewhere to put them. Um, shoes take up a lot more space as well. So I'm going to try and take lots of photos um, and get them to my list or not necessarily list more, but just have more prepped and ready to go so that I feel like I'm not a hoarder. Um, and then also to be completely honest, as I have time now, if I can be more prepared for when the fall hits and if the kids are at home and I'm, I mean, if I am remote learning, I mean, I did it in the spring and the spring was chaos. Um, my daughter basically didn't do remote learning because she was in preschool. They couldn't give her kindergarten level work because of the way that the county was all set up. And so, um, because of the way that the county was all set up, but she's actually ahead and doing like the preschool work that they were sending her. She was like, mom, like I already know how to do this. I'm not doing this. So we just quit doing stuff. Um, so I wasn't doing so much remote learning with her, but I did have her home all day. Um, and then also with my 14 year olds, that is a complete struggle. Um, it's constant. It's checking in more than with a five-year-old, to be honest, because they're sending him information, assuming that he is getting it. And he, I mean, I would go into his room or onto his computer. He'd have a hundred unread emails up for the day. He'd have like three different messages of PMs, teachers PMing him with like multiple strings of, you know, like 15 notifications or something ridiculous, um, that he just wasn't checking because that's the way his brain works. And it was, it's hard to manage anyway. So if that's, what's going to happen in the fall, I, I want to be prepared to still be able to resell and not have to take away from their education. So if I can start cranking out more stuff now to be prepared to do that, um, then that's kind of like my mindset where I'm at. Duncan is telling me if it's not overboard, I don't call it hoarding stock. I call it back stock. Thanks. I feel like a hoarder. I don't feel like it's overboard because I am still listing, listing, um, and I have it all organized and it's all, it's not just a pile that I went shopping and I'm not going to list it. I have the intent to list it. It's more, I'm just like in this, what's going to happen if I can't shop for a couple weeks, a couple months, like happened in the spring. I want to make sure to have inventory. Um, so that's what my weekly goals are. Um, what's up with you guys? Last thing I do want to say before we get off of this call, I'm actually surprised that we went this long. Um, I've never done one of these without someone else. The person that was supposed to come on today, um, something came up. On that note, this is open to anyone. Um, sometimes I'll be chatting with someone and be like, hey, you should come on or whatever. Um, or like Lori, I don't know if she's still on here, but Lori, I want to have Lori on 
as well. Um, but this is open to anyone. If you want to come on, send me a DM on Instagram and I will send you the link and we can chat. It's very casual. We talk about whatever comes up. Um, <laughs> Duncan's saying it's not a death pile. Okay, thanks, Duncan. I do feel like it's getting out of control though. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, so if you wanna come on and join the video, send me a DM. It's that simple. You can come on the video. It's great exposure if you're trying to build your social media following. Um, for sure, I let you do shameless self-promotion as well. On that note, everyone in the chat, definitely make sure to leave your shame, shameless self-promotion. Or if you're watching this in the recording, leave your shameless self-promotion as well. Um, this is a community. I'm putting in the work to have the YouTube channel, but I want us to all grow and learn from each other. Um, it's not just about me. It's about I can teach you the data. Um, but just having other people like Liz had very valid points about the data, right? Uh, we can all grow and learn together. So shameless self-promotion in the comments before we sign off. My shameless self-promotion is if you like content like this, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and give smash that like button on your way out. I also have a podcast that I have started. Um, it's, it's just the content that's here over on a podcast. If you'd rather listen to it than watch me, um, no offense taken. I totally get it. It's also nice because you can listen to it in the background. Uh, you don't have to have your computer up or whatever, or if you want to just listen to one of the recordings again. Um, so I have a podcast as well, Sarah Styles LLC on most of the places. It's called Reseller Revelations, I think. I should know this. Um, uh, you can find it in the links down below or on my Instagram, or you can, I think you can just Google search it, send me a DM on uh, Instagram. I can give it to you as well. So that's it. Thank you guys for joining this. I hope everyone is staying safe and sane uh, for whatever capacity is best for you and your family. I know that we are over here trying, um, we're going to go try and take a walk after this, get some fresh air and exercise that always helps for me as well um, i'm trying to get back into exercising a little bit more that always definitely helps as well um, i did a yoga this morning and then we'll go for a walk so have a great day thanks for joining see you guys later